Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL Draft is in the rear view mirror after 259 picks. But what were the eye-popping trends for college football conferences, schools, and positions? Well, we go inside the numbers right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast. The players. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee you that. The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The plays. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. And so much more. College football legends. Heroes come and go, but legends live forever. Welcome to Believe in College Football Legends. I'm Chris Smith. Send me a topic or question on Twitter at the Sports Jesus. That's at the Sports Jesus. We got a great show for you. And you know what else is great? Well, it's Bet Online. Bet Online AG is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get those latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's Pro Hoops playoffs. Look, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. With the dust settling on another NFL draft and the college football legends of Saturdays transitioning to becoming stars on Sundays, we're going to break down each day of the draft. But first, let's look at the trends for the college football conferences, programs, and players. And one player made history right off the bat as Bryce Young became the first Alabama player to go first overall since 1967. That was the first year the NFL and AFL drafted from the same pool. Young was also the first of five SEC quarterbacks taken in the draft, tying the Big Ten in 2016 and the SEC back in 1971 for the most ever by a non-independent conference. And how about that motto? It just means more. Well, the SEC did mean more in the draft because for the 17th straight season, the SEC led all conferences in draft picks with 62 total selections. The last time another conference finished with the most picks was the ACC all the way back in 2006. And wow, two programs dominated the draft as Alabama and Georgia led all schools with 10 selections each. Speaking of domination, how about that one coach that excels? As for the fifth time, a Nick Saban school has led in the selections two more by any other coach. And who are those other coaches? Well, there's huge names. Pete Carroll, Urban Meyer, Tom Osborne, and John McKay all led in selections three times in their career. Now let's take a look at Athens, who's been a hotbed of late. Georgia shared the lead with Alabama this year. They've had an eye-popping 25 players taken in the last two drafts, the most by any school in a two-year span. Breaking that down, the Bulldogs have seen 13 players on defense taken in the last two drafts and 19 total over the last three. Now the SEC wasn't the only conference sending top talent to the draft. The Big Ten, 55 players selected the most since 1967. The Big Ten also had the most selections for the first two rounds with 20. The first time since 2011, the SEC didn't have the lead after round two. Another conference making some noise was the Big 12, who had a whopping 30 players drafted, 
the most by a conference since 2011, when they also had 30 that year. So let's dive into that round one, where the aforementioned Bryce Young became the first Alabama player to be selected first overall in the common draft era, as the Panthers traded up with the Bears ahead of the draft to take Young. The first three quarterbacks came off the board within the first four picks for the fourth time ever, with Bryce Young going first out of Alabama, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State going second, and Florida's Anthony Richardson going fourth. And it was the Blue Blood programs who dominated round one. As all, 31 picks came from a major conference for the first time since 1967. And it was an all-Power 5 kind of day where the SEC and Big Ten each had nine players selected in the first round, tied for the most of any conference. But this was the first time since 2001 that the Big Ten had at least a tie for the most picks. That marks the second time in the common draft era that multiple conferences had at least nine first-round picks. Last time that happened, all the way back in 2015 with the Pac-12 and the ACC. Breaking down the other conferences in the opening round, the Big 12 had six players selected, the ACC four, the Pac-12 had three, while all others had none. And that Georgia defense continued to bark the loudest in round one. The Dogs had two more defenders taken in round one, both by the Eagles. It's the second straight year that a team has taken two Georgia defenders in the first round of the draft. 2022 Packers also did as well. But prior to 2022, no team had ever taken two defenders from the same school in the first round. And of that starting defense of Georgia's vaunted, a 2021 national title team, four players are now on the Eagles, two on the Packers, one on the Jaguars, including number one pick Trayvon Walker, and one is on the Vikings and another on the Rams. And we're going to have more on that Eagles-Georgia connection. But the question is, is there a new trend for college running backs Texas running back Bijan Robinson went 8th overall Alabama Jameer Gibbs went 12th and that comes a year after no running backs went in the first round so the duo the first pair to go in the top 12 since 2017 when Christian McCafferty and Leonard Fournette each went in the top 12 Meanwhile, Gibbs and Bryce Young became the third pair of QB running back teammates to go in the top 15 since 2000. Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush did it in 2006, and Matthew Stafford and Noshan Marino in 2009. And how about those wideouts? For the first time, there are four straight wide receivers selected in the first round, going from picks 20 to 23, and all represented at a different conference with Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigaba going 20th to the Seahawks. The Chargers right after that, picking up wide receiver Quentin Johnson out of TCU. The Ravens followed with pick number 22, selecting wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. And the Vikings selected wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC with the 23rd pick. Now let's slide into day two, where the Big Ten shine. 20 players taken in the first two rounds, the most the conference has produced in the common draft era. The most Big Ten players taken in the first two rounds was back in 1995 when 17 were selected. The Big Ten is also the first conference other than the SEC to have at least 20 selections through the first two rounds in the common draft era. However, the SEC has done it a staggering seven times. 
the SEC did rally and finish the first three rounds with the most selections with 31. Still, the 25 Big Ten picks through three rounds are the conference's most ever. The big name was Alabama leading the way with eight players selected through the first three rounds, three more than any other school where Tennessee had five. It's the eighth time a school had at least eight players picked through the first three rounds. Bama accounts for half of those instances. Now, sticking with the first three rounds, one conference had the most signal callers taken as there were four quarterbacks drafted out of the SEC. That's the most QBs any conference has produced in the first three rounds of a draft. And when a Georgia QB, Stetson Bennett, went to the Rams, that matched the most QBs ever drafted out of the SEC, a feat previously done all the way back in 1971. How about the tight end position turning up a notch as well with nine selected for the first three rounds, the most since 67, while five were taken in the second round alone, tied for the most by any position in the second round of the 2023 draft. But what happened to the stellar HBCU players in the draft? Well, we'll tackle that right after this. Welcome back to Believe in College Football Legends. I'm Chris Smith. When defensive back Isaiah Bolden left Florida State in 2020 to attend Jackson State to play under Coach Deion Sanders, he said, quote, I'm taking on the responsibility to show recruits and transfers that you can come to an HBCU and get to the league. Me being part of that change is a big thing for me. And with less than 30 minutes left in the draft, Bolden was selected by the New England Patriots with the 28th pick of the seventh and final round. This was the second year in the row that a player from Jackson State was drafted, but Bolden stands alone as the only HBCU player selected out of the 259 selections. Now at Jackson State, the six foot two, 203 pounder recorded 30 tackles with seven pass breakups in 2022 while being coached by Deion Sanders. And he led the FCS in kick return average in 2021. And the former Jackson State coach was none too pleased as Sanders, now the coach at Colorado, took to Twitter to congratulate his former player. Tweeting, quote, so proud of you at Isaiah Bolden 23. You deserve to be drafted much higher, but I'm truly proud of you. He also wrote, I know how much you wanted this. It's a shame the other 31 NFL teams that couldn't find value in all of the talented HBCU players. And we had three more draft-worthy players at JSU. Bolden is the second Jackson State player, which I mentioned, who played under Sanders to be drafted. The other was linebacker James Houston, who was selected by the Detroit Lions in the sixth round of last year's draft and went on to become just the third player since sacks became official statistic in 1982 to record at least one sack in each of his first four career games. With Houston and Bolden, Jackson State has a player drafted in consecutive rounds for the first time since the 97 and 98 drafts. This was a step back, though, as last year, Four HBCU players drafted, tied for the most in the last 10 years. That included Chiefs cornerback Joshua Williams, who started four games for the Super Bowl champs after being taken in the fourth round out of Fayetteville State. Now, efforts have been made by the NFL and other organizations to increase visibility for HBCU football prospects. 
The NFL started a combine for HBCU players in 2020, although it was the first year it was held because in 2021, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. All 32 teams sent representatives to this year's HBCU combine. Omar Khan of the Steelers was the lone general manager in attendance, and the 47 participants also played in the HBCU Legacy Bowl on February 25th. That's a postseason all-star game that showcases those players. And it's not like there isn't a dearth of talent to be had. For example, 31 HBCU alums were in the NFL last season. Notables include Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard out of South Carolina State and Dolphins left tackle Teron Armstead out of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Now, 1,029 HBCU players have been drafted since 1967. The schools with the most draftees are Tennessee State with 106, Grambling State with 96, and Jackson State now with 89. But the last first-round HBCU player, Titus Howard in 2019, drafted by the Texans with a 23rd overall pick out of Alabama State. So, draft over and only one HBCU football player getting their name called in Kansas City. Now, HBCU prospects are signing undrafted free agent deals. Isaiah Land, an outside linebacker from Florida A&M, was the top-ranked HBCU prospect this year, according to ESPN, and he signed with the Cowboys. Land is a former Buck Buchanan Award winner who was just one of two HBCU players that received an invite to the NFL Combine. As a pass rusher, Land racked up 27 sacks in the last two years, had an impressive senior bowl, too, where he had a sack and a tackle for a loss. Meanwhile, offensive lineman Mark Evans II was the other HBCU prospect to get an invite to the NFL Combine, and he signs with the Saints. Evans played left tackle for much of his career at Arkansas Pine Bluff and only allowed two sacks in the final season. But he's versatile, moved all across the offensive line at the East-West Shrine Bowl. The Saints also grabbed another inking wide receiver, Shaquan Davis, out of South Carolina State. Davis single-handedly took over the 2021 Celebration Bowl with three touchdowns. And wow, he returned last season to catch 11 TDs despite inconsistent quarterback play. Davis uses that big 6'5 frame to make contested catches while being a big play threat. Davis also played in the East-West Shrine Bowl, making one catch. Another big name heading into the draft was a linebacker, Aubrey Miller, who landed now with the Dolphins. Miller led that Jackson State defense that ranked among the best in the FCS in every category over the last two seasons. He was the 2022 SWAC Defensive Player of the Year and followed up an impressive season with seven tackles, five solo in this senior bowl. And rounding out the top five HBCU players is wide receiver Xavier Smith, who is now a Los Angeles Ram after posting a 4-3 40-yard dash at the HBCU Combine. Smith notched that 1,000-yard season at Florida A&M this fall and followed that up by winning the HBCU Legacy Bowl Offensive MVP honors after catching six passes for 85 yards and a score. All right, it's time to go ready for this? three and out. It's time to go three and out. Now, the G in Eagles may as well be the University of Georgia helmet logo. 
has Philly drafted five Georgia players over the last two years, all on defense. The first team in the common draft era to do so. Those players, defensive tackle Jordan Davis, first rounder in 2022. Linebacker Nicobe Dean in the third round of that same draft. This year, defensive tackle Jalen Carter in the first round. Also another first rounder, outside linebacker, edge rusher Nolan Smith. And in the fourth round, they nabbed uh, Keely Ringo, the cornerback, as well. The Eagles also became the second team to draft two defenders from the same school in the first round of the draft. The Packers did it last year also with Georgia defenders. And if that was enough, the Eagles traded for former Georgia running back DeAndre Swift in a trade with the Lions. Swift, who was teammates at Georgia with Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean, will return to his hometown where he attended St. Joe's Prep in high school, which is just eight miles away from Lincoln Financial Field. Number two has another connection when the Chargers drafted two TCU wide receivers and a TCU quarterback. That matches the most offensive players a team has taken from a school in the common draft era. This has only happened four other times, most recently in 1984 when the Cardinals took three Texas offensive players. And finally, how about that final pick that has been dubbed Mr. Irrelevant? Deswan Johnson, the defensive end out of Toledo, went to the Rams with the 259th pick. And that's the first time a Toledo player was the a final pick. But here's some history behind Mr. Irrelevant. No Mr. Irrelevant has ever made the Pro Bowl. Brock Purdy became the first Mr. Irrelevant to throw an NFL TD pass. And the most rush and receiving TDs by Mr. Irrelevant? by a wide receiver, Trey Quinn, who was taken in 2018. Kicker Ryan Suckup has played the most games by any Mr. Irrelevant, 216. Three others have played 100-plus games. Defensive back Michael Green, running back Jim Finn, and linebacker Marty Moore. Now the last 10 Mr. Irrelevant picks all played in at least one NFL game, and there was also four Mr. Irrelevant picks to play in the NFL last season. As always, Believe in College Football Legends is presented by Bet Online. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.